Hey, what's up, everybody? Great to be with you again. You know it's freedom time. I love freedom time because this is where we learn, we grow, we stretch, we encounter our mindset and see, am I really living full? Am I living fierce? Am I living free? I hope you are today. I want to talk to you today about you're not anointed for every battle. So earlier this week, I put on my Facebook Live two-minute Monday mojo that I do for folk, and I talked about this. You're not anointed for every battle, and man, it got so much attention and lots of interaction and lots of comments that I thought, let me just jump on here real quick and talk more about that. This is what I said about that. You know, in life, there's always battles. A lot of our parents said, is that the hill you want to die on? Is that the battle that you want to lose? You know, pick your battles. You can't win every one of them. Well, when you pick your battles, you actually can win every one of them because you're, you're, you're engaging in that thing that you're anointed to win. You're engaging in that thing that you're called of God to succeed in and to conquer. And so, you know, be careful about how you're going to allocate your time and your energy and your resources, because not every battle has your name on it. They're all around. There's a lot of opportunity, and sometimes we're drawn in. We're baited in, if you will. People bait us in. The enemy certainly baits us and wants us to be drawn into a battle, to be sucked into something, and honestly, there are people out there in our lives that are addicted to fighting. They're addicted to crisis. They're addicted to causing drama, and they want you to be a part of it. They want you to feed their addiction. So crisis, drama, trauma, fighting, war is all part of their drug of choice. So you know what? Don't enable people to continue on in their addiction. You want to say, no, I'm not called to that. So we look at the Bible character David in the Bible. Throughout the scriptures of David, you'll see in this biography of the life of David, you will see that he was a man after God's own heart, the scripture says, meaning he was after the heart of God. He wanted to seek God. He wanted God's favor in his life. He wanted God's wisdom in his life. He wanted the the smile of God in his life, and for sure he wanted the blessings and the empowerment and the partnership of God. He, he said, God, you rule, you reign. Let me be the one who reaps the benefits of doing things your way. And so, David, you see in the Bible, there's nine different areas. I would call them nine inquiries where David inquired of the Lord. He would stop because he was also a man of battle. He was a man of war. But David would stop before he would run into a battle and he would inquire of God. And you might be surprised to find out that not every battle was God's desire for him. God would say, you're not fighting this one. Or God would say, yes, you're going to fight this one, but you're not going to fight it the way you think you're going to fight it. Here's the strategy and how we're going to do this. And the reason why I like to think about David in this arena is because, listen, man, he was skilled. He was good at it. He was a mighty warrior. He was one of the best warriors, and he knew how to do it. Um, he talked about being on the back 40 of the, of the field, being a shepherd, and he said, I learned how to kill the lion, and I learned how to kill the bear. 
and he was ready for the giant when it came into his life because he was skilled. He was prepared. He was ready. We could say a whole lot about that right there, too. Are you ready? Are you skilled? Are you prepared? Have you been practicing your skill? Have you been practicing your calling and practicing your anointing? Do you think that it's just that somehow it's just going to all fall on you one day and you're going to just be so good at everything that you do? Or, or do you think you might have to practice? You might have to try it. You might have to, uh, I think the King James calls it, sucketh. You might sucketh at first and not be any good at it. But as you continue on, as you grow, you will grow your gift. You will expand. You will ignite your gift. You will see it come ablaze. It might be like a little candle right now, even even hidden under a bushel. But God says, I don't light a candle to hide it under a basket or hide it under a bowl. I light it to put it up on a hill. So let your, let your fire come let it come forth. Let it grow. Let it expand. Let it ignite. Let yourself increase. Okay, don't be stuck. Don't be scared. Grow. Push yourself. Somebody once said, don't pray to make it easy. Pray that you'll become stronger. Don't pray for easy, the easy button, the easy road. Pray for strength and resilience to be able to keep doing what other people will give up doing. So David, he was skilled. He was on that back 40. He knew how to pick up a rock. In fact, we understand that he was what was called a slinger. Slingers were those, it was a skilled technique in warfare. They could stand at a long distance away. They could take a rock and they could swing it. The Bible says they could aim at a hair. Oops, it's on this side. They could aim at a hair and not miss. That's how skilled they were. That's how efficient and how effective they were because they practiced hour after hour after hour in the secret place where no one saw. You know, everybody thinks that a champion is made in the ring. No, he's not. He's discovered in the ring, but he's certainly not made there. It's the hours in the gym. It's the hours of practicing, hours on the back 40 where no one knows your name. No one sees what you're doing. You're putting in the work. You're putting in the effort, and you're preparing yourself. And then you find out one day, ooh, I just killed the bear. Ooh, I just killed the lion. You know what? God is with me. I'm getting better at this. And then your moment for the giant will come and you'll be ready. Oh yeah, you'll be totally ready when that happens. But he inquired of God. He didn't just know, I'm good at this. I can do this. Here's the point. You are not called to every battle. There will be crazy makers. As my little granddaughter Peyton says, cray cray. There'll be cray cray people all around you all day, every day. But are you called to speak? to that issue? Are you called to talk to that mountain? Are you called to enter the fray and get involved in that? Not always. You might be good at it. You might be skilled for it, but you're not anointed for it. You're not God's chosen person to enter into that situation. And the enemy wants to bring distraction in your life. Amen, somebody? The enemy wants to get you off target. He wants to squander your anointing and squander your gift and exhaust you and tire you out doing stuff you're not called or anointed to do. And if you can get sucked in and give your best energy and your best time and your best thinking hour and your most creative juice to something you're not called to do, you're being wasted. David inquired of God. I know I'm good at this. I know I'm, I, I, can, I can conquer. I can go to war. But I've discovered this. If your favor's not on it, God, I will not win. I will not be successful. In 
hastiness and in rashness, many a king rushed into war and found out that they were defeated and would run home with their tail tucked between their legs because God's favor was not on them for that battle. Is God's favor on you for every battle that you're in? For every thing that you put your attention, for every time you say yes, have you inquired of God? I think no, saying no is anointed. I think saying yes is anointed. Too many cowards say no when God has really called them to yes. But how do you know if you don't inquire of God? So can we talk about that just for a minute? Let's talk about why inquire of God and what does it mean? Well, first of all, you know the word inquire. It's a biblical word. It's just a human word as well. It's a wise word. It means to ask for information. Some, how many of you fly off the handle when you don't have all the information? How many of you are given to emotion quickly? So we have a saying at our office, which means suspend judgment and investigate. Suspend your anger and inquire. Let's get the facts. Suspend judgment and investigate. Before you waste all your energy and your emotion and your juice getting upset about something and saying, you're, you know, you feel like going and knocking some heads, before you do all of that, pause. You can do that. You have control of your emotion. Absolutely you do. You can breathe deep and you can say, wait a minute, I'm going to inquire of God. It's called getting information. Inquire. Ask. So... You inquire of God. Why is it important to inquire of God? Because he knows the outcome. God is sovereign. He knows where he's bringing you. He knows what lesson he wants you to learn. He knows what skill you want, he wants you to acquire. He knows what assignment is yet ahead of you that you haven't quite understood yet. He's still awakening you to the depth of your call. And when you inquire of God, he'll give you the anointed yes or he'll give you the anointed no. And I'm going to tell you in just a minute how you're going to know the difference. But it's important that we inquire of God for every choice that we're about to make and decisions in life that we're going to make and, and the journey that you're going to embark on. Why would, you, why would you start a journey without inquiring of a map or without asking for directions? And it's okay. You don't have to see the entire journey but just to get started, you would say, let me get equipped, let me get ready, let me get my GPS here, and let me get started. Let me take the first step. I don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. I just can take one. But I will inquire of God, am I to take this step of faith? All right, so how do we inquire? What does that look like? I hope you know what that looks like in your life. I hope you're inquiring of God. It's not difficult. Now, waiting on God, that's a little bit more challenging because sometimes we want to rush in. Or let me speak to you procrastinators. Sometimes you say, I'm waiting on God, and that's just an excuse to hide behind your fear because you know you don't want to do this thing. It's called the capital P procrastination. Hey, get set free from procrastination today. Make a decision. You're going to do it now. Don't reason in your head. Don't rationalize. Just five, four, three, two, one, go. And you know which category you're in. You know if you're frozen and you're stuck, or you know if you're just rash and, and hasty and you move too quickly. Let's find that sweet spot called the wisdom of God right there in balance. So we inquire of God. How do we do that? Well, we talk to the Father. 
Now, some of you, maybe, you know, you don't know God as your father. That was a challenge for me for a while, but I have great joy now. I, I, I could tear up thinking about it. I have great joy and love knowing I have a dad. I have a father who gives me advice, who gives me counsel, who gives me wisdom. I inquire of the father. I inquire of the son, Jesus. I believe in the Trinity, all of the Godhead, father, son, and Holy Spirit. I ask God. And then you know what? After I ask God, I listen. And when I ask God, I don't have my journal right here. I would grab it and show you. But when I ask God, then I listen. And he might not tell me right there in that moment, or he might. But what happens is my body, soul, and spirit all work together. God created our body. It is not a swear word. God created our soul, our mind, and our will, and our emotions. And it's being redeemed. And it's holy unto God. These things are not swear words. And they all work together. So I listen to the power of the Holy Spirit to see if he will speak to me. He may speak to me right there in that moment, but he might speak to me in a little bit. But I journal, so I listen with my journal. And I even write the question out, and then I'll even ask, Lord, what do you say? And I date it. And I'll sit there in that moment, and I will meditate on that. And I will listen. And I will write what I hear. And you know what I do? When I, when I write that question down, I feel like it's Habakkuk 2.2. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Well, or write the inquiry down and make it plain and wait. It sits as a written prayer before God, and he's faithful to answer it. And sometimes what happens is now you've also activated your brain, what they call the RAS, the reticulating activating system. So now I've opened up my mind and because I've asked that question verbally and written, I, my brain is now ready to perceive, to hear, and to bring to me, to retrieve to me the answer. That's not a soulish endeavor. My body, spirit, and soul all works together. So I listen, and then I discern. Not everything I hear is going to be God. Not everything that comes to me is going to be God. But when it does come, and when I do hear, and you will, now it's time to discern. What am I discerning? First of all, does it line up with the word of God? If it doesn't line up with God's word, throw it out. Eh, false, counterfeit, something maybe the enemy tried to sow in there, something you cooked up with your own thinking. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it must. That's the alignment. That, that's, the, that's the standard. That's the plumb line. That's the firm foundation. If you build on that, you can't go wrong. So does it line up with the word of God? And then, and then it, yes, it, it looks like it lines up with the word of God. Yes. And then what about peace? Does it bring me peace? In other words, I'm not just saying does it feel good. It's a lot of things feel good that aren't right. Okay. A lot of battles feel good. You're still not anointed for them. Sometimes things feel good because our flesh gets in there and it feels good. But here's the thing. Instant gratification does not always bring about the harvest that you want. So it felt good in the moment, but now I, in the future, and I'm living now in the future and I'm reaping to me something that's not good. And it happened in that moment where it felt good to my flesh, but it was bad seed. So wisdom is the ability to choose future gratification and know that wisdom says, if I do this now, I'll not be happy later. Choose your future. Always choose your future. So 
I discern. And the Bible says that the peace of God will be an umpire in our spirit. The peace of God will be, not my feelings, but the peace of God, which is a divine deposit that will come in you. That the peace of God will be an umpire that says you're safe, you're out. I don't know if that means safe. That means time out, right? Or, or safe or out. I don't know. I'm wearing a Detroit Tiger shirt like I'm all about baseball. You know, I don't really know. I do support D-Town. Go Detroit Tigers. Uh, Lions, not so much. Okay, but I digress. Does it line up? And then finally, if you're just still not sure, there's wisdom in counsel. There's wisdom in asking trusted advisors and godly people, your pastor, he or she can help you with this, and see if they resonate or bear witness. If it, if it makes sense and it feels great, do they have a piece about it? But don't just rely on people to tell you what to do. Okay, so inquire of God. And then when you hear that, it lines up with the word of God. It brings you peace. It makes sense. And it bears witness with others. I believe you've heard an answer from God. And then you take that step of faith. Then you move forward. You, you, you can wait for confirmation. But sometimes we get stalled by looking for too much verification and confirmation. But when we inquire of God, and we enter those things that are our assignment. We are anointed for that battle. And I, the reason why I use the word battle is because even the promises of God, they're not going to come without resistance. You don't get the promised land without some battles. And you have to win those private battles. You have to win those public battles to get the reward. But there are benefits. Yeah, you want to know what the benefits are? There's like, there's many. I'll give you five. There's benefits all over the place. But we talked about it just a moment ago. But peace. You know, the, the book of Isaiah says, God will keep in perfect peace those who wait on him, those who inquire of him. You're going to get perfect peace. He's going to keep you in peace. Anxiety, when you inquire of God and you wait on him, that anxiety that grips us, and I struggle with anxiety. I know what that feels like. Um, I'm in victory right now, and I'm in um, what do you call it when you're, it's not, I'm not battling with it currently, but uh, when it, when it comes up, man, that anxiety is wicked. So that anxiety is driven out of our heart when we inquire of God and his peace comes. Oh man, what a beautiful thing. What a wonderful thing. I'd rather live in God's wisdom and peace than with a whole bunch of the world's material things and no peace. Oh my goodness, dear Jesus. Thank you for your peace. Here's another thing that comes, assurance. I know God hears me, and I know he's going to answer me. It may be now. It may be in a little bit. His answer may be yes. His answer might be wait. His answer might be no. But there is assurance in knowing I'm in God's will. And you know what happens with that assurance? The third thing is it's just satisfaction, personal satisfaction, that I'm in God's will, and there's a joy that comes, if you will, a joy that just says, I, I'm at peace with my creator and, and I'm happy and there's such security there. I'm not unstable in all of my ways. I'm building on stability. You know, the Bible says that a man, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. A double-minded man is still Building a life, a double-minded man is still trying to reach their goals, but they're unstable, and what they're building on is unstable. So why not wait on God, get that firm foundation, and then when you go forward, when the battle comes, when the temptation to doubt comes, you can say, no, I have peace. 
I have assurance. I have total confidence I've heard from God. And then number four, the benefit, success and victory, absolute success. You're in God's will. He's given you a promise. You're going to see it come to pass. And the, the, the final benefit that I will share with you today, of course, maybe this even should have been the first one, but wisdom and direction for life. You know, you're not like Mr. Magoo trying to figure out where you're supposed to go. You know, you have wisdom. Sometimes I make me laugh just now when I saw myself doing it. It made me laugh. Um, I saw my dad just now. That's funny. Anyway, wisdom and direction for life. I'm not lost. I know where I'm going. The path in front of me, God keeps bringing. The Bible says the, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining brighter and brighter to the full light of day. So what that means is your path, as you begin to walk, you get more and more and more and more revelation as you go until you're seen very clearly and you have the full revelation. Amen. So not every battle are you anointed for, my brother, my sister, whoever's listening, but the ones you are anointed for, you will win. You will have success because God's favor is upon you and his favor his might, his supernatural ability to overcome and succeed is upon your life. You claim that every day. Amen. All right, everybody. Hey, don't hang up yet because there's a commercial coming. But in the meantime, God bless you. This is Pastor Don Scott Damon saying it indeed is freedom time. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today. If this has helped you, be sure to subscribe and like us, write a review, and share this with someone else. You can learn more about the Freedom Girl Sisterhood by going to freedomgirlsisterhood.com. If you'd like to know more about me, Pastor Dawn, my speaking engagements, or my books, you can find me at dawnscottdamon.com. This is your Freedom Coach saying, peace out. Go get your freedom, girl.